Unleashing Happiness with Amy, the Happy Hypnotist, an exclusive interview. Join us as we dive into the mind of Amy, also known as the Happy Hypnotist, in this exclusive interview. Amy is a certified professional hypnotist who specializes in promoting happiness and inner peace. In this video, she shares her journey into the world of hypnosis, her experiences, and the techniques she uses to help individuals overcome their past and embrace a positive future. Tune in to learn more about the power of hypnosis, Amy's unique approach, and how you can tap into your inner happiness. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share with you a little bit more about our guest we have today. Amy Coford, known as the Happy Hypnotist, is a seasoned professional hypnotist trained and certified by the world's leading experts. Specializing in promoting happiness and inner peace, she uses various techniques, effective techniques, to help individuals let go of the past and become positive, empowered beings. Beyond individual sessions, Amy performs comedy hypnosis shows, speaks at business events, and has authored a book on overcoming fear. I'm so pleased to welcome to our stage today, Miss Amy, the happy hypnotist. Thank you so much, April. It's great to be here. My pleasure. I am so excited. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I recently became involved with hypnotherapy, became fascinated by it because there's, there's just so much science behind really being able to calm ourselves down, which I've always talked about. So this is a very fun topic for me, and we're going to get more into that. But let's start out by sharing with the audience just a little bit more about you. Let's get to know you. Tell us about yourself, Amy. Okay. Well, I am a mother of five, <laughs> and... I, yeah, those are all biological kids. I know it seems a little crazy, but I became a hypnotist several years ago when I became interested in learning about what works for people. I had an, well, I had a past where I had been to several therapists in different places, different times of life. And I just noticed that it wasn't helping. And so I was pretty frustrated. Years ago, I don't know why, but I became interested in hypnosis and started to Google it and look it up. I found a local hypnotist, went to her and discovered that it really worked well and I loved it. So from there, I looked into certifying, going to schools, getting training. And then I opened up my own business years ago. And it was kind of interesting how my first clients were really incredibly 
troubled, <laughs> a lot of trauma there. And so I didn't have the option to slide into it gently. <laughs> now, luckily, I had been trained well, but what that did to me is told me I need to get some better training. I feel yeah. like I've, I've been able to certify with, you know, someone that was good, but so then I started to research who is the best out there. And I started to go to conferences, but on a personal life level, I live in the Salt Lake city area and it's already snowing a little bit. <laughs> I've been here for several years. I was raised here, but then I also lived in New York area, LA. I lived in Orlando and I lived in Portland, Oregon. And now I'm back for a little while. <laughs> So yeah, I have a really full life. I travel a lot. I love to travel around the world. And some of that is for business. I go to hypnosis conferences in different areas of the world. But some of it is because I love to travel. <laughs> yeah. Well, having five biological children is a, a, a feat in and of itself. You know, that's a lot of time going into your beautiful children. And so I'm curious, Amy, because I've heard so much already. And you said that you first visited uh, and, and were intrigued with hypnotherapy because you seeked out the services yourself. Tell us about that experience because, you know, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different reasons of why we go uh, to seek that sort of therapy. And so what was it what was your reason for seeking out the therapy initially? Well, because I had been pretty frustrated with my past experiences and I felt like I needed some help. I was raised in a way that I had a great childhood. I don't want that to be misunderstood. My parents are the best ever, but it's a very competitive environment where I just felt like I wasn't good enough and I had low self-esteem and I didn't love myself because I didn't think that that was the right thing to do. You know, and now with clients, I found out that I wasn't the only one, that that's pretty typical. So I wanted to find what worked because I had been to regular therapy in Florida, Utah, a couple different places, a couple different therapists. So I went to this hypnotist originally to see if it could help me stop eating sugar. <laughs> and it worked really well. So then I went back to do more deep things like help me love myself, help me let go of the past. Mm. So I did that before I certified and at the same time that I certified. But yeah, I just, I knew that I could be better. And, you know, I love my kids so much and I didn't want my kids to be like me where they were down on themselves. I didn't want my kids to set, you know, look at my example and go, yeah, yeah well, that's the right way to be. So I really tried to hide that from my kids. And you know how, I, I don't know if you have kids, April, but mm. you're just really trying to help your kids love themselves. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be the hypocritical parent, <laughs> yeah. you know, where I, I did not love myself, but hey, kids, you need to. Yeah. So that was a big part of it too. I thought, you know, my oldest is now about to graduate from high school. I got to, I got to do something. I can't keep being like this. 
Oh, well, it's very self-aware. You know, I think that's yeah. one of the greatest things, gifts that we can uh, do for ourselves. It really starts there, doesn't it? You know, it's interesting mm -hmm. how we have all these uh, outside things or habits and the things that we're so used to doing. And uh, so much of that is is not just that ex external piece, but it's so much deeper. And it, it starts oftentimes with learning to love ourselves. And I agree with you. Yes, I'm a parent. I have three beautiful daughters. And so uh, wanting them to have that and to love themselves, we have to lead by example. Otherwise, they don't know how to do it either. And uh, I, I too, I have a mother who doesn't always do that for herself. I grew up with her looking at herself in the mirror and saying, uh, like, you know, it's hopeless, pathetic, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And I swore yep. up and down. I'm like, I'm never going to do that to my kids. I don't want them to see that behavior because loving ourselves is, is essential, right? If, if we can love Absolutely. other people yep. who this, this deep, profound, aspect where it's unexplainable, especially like when you have children. I like to liken that to when you have your first newborn, you learn what to die for means, right? And so if we are able to do that for others, wouldn't it make sense to be able to do that for ourselves? And so I think that that's beautiful that you first initially went in to, to explore that self uh, and, and coming to a realization, you go in, I want to stop sugar. That's that that, you know, existential, I, or I'm not saying that right. Oh my goodness. The outside things that we do, the habits that we create, but really mm -hmm. it's all because of those internal feelings and emotions that we have. So it's so much deeper. And I love Amy that you brought up when you first took on your clients, how challenging that was for you at first, because you realized how deep all of this goes and the layers like an onion, right? And you just, you're trying to peel it all back and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready for this. And so I find that fascinating. Whereas a lot of hypnotherapy, and we can get into that is yes, you are just doing some of the, the habitual things and changing those habits into something that's better and conditioning uh, something new. And yeah. You know, and then there's the other sort of hypnosis where you are going deeper into past traumas. Yep. It was funny. My first client was one of my good friends. You know, hey, yeah. come and let me practice on practice. you. And she paid me $20. And we did the sugar session and it worked. And she went to work. She was in an office setting where they had some treats. And she said, no, I just went to a hypnotist and I don't want any sugar. And they were like, what? And so she gave my card and then that's when I started. And then the same person who was my first $20 client, <laughs> she said, oh, by the way, I had some past sexual abuse. <laughs> Since this worked so well for sugar, let's do that. And so, like I say, not only was I diving into some deep stuff there, but then the coworkers that she referred to me, one of them, her two teenage daughters died and her husband died of the same heart ailment. I had another one who had had abandonment issues and another referral that was severely abused as a child. So yeah, these were my first few clients. But, you know, 
what I learned from all that just right off the bat is that I can do this and it worked and they loved it and they still refer people to me. So it gave me a lot of confidence. Hey, I learned enough, you know, even though I'm a newbie at this, I learned enough that it actually worked. Yeah. And yeah, so it's that, a beautiful thing. Thrilling. Yeah. And, yeah. And you did have people who, those are hard cases. I mean, yeah. numerous deaths that are that close. And yes, those are very, very challenging. And, uh, you know, what I love, and, and I would love to know your opinion, but what were some of the things that really made you fall in love with hypnotherapy to begin with? Yeah, that's a great question. I got to tell you that when I was certifying, you know, living here in Utah, it's pretty narrow-minded. And I remember one day in class thinking, what am I doing? A hypnotist? What am I doing? No one around here is going to be open-minded enough to come to a hypnotist. Hmm. And I had a really strong kind of voice come to me that said, you're going to help a lot of people. And this is very important that you do this. Yeah. I, I need you to do this. This is important. I don't know what it was. I literally like looked around and thought, what was that? But sure enough, my first few clients, because it worked, I fell madly in love with being a hypnotist. I mean, wow. I love it more than I ever thought possible because it was so rewarding. People would come into my office with these issues that were so difficult for them and leave feeling better. To me, it was just like, I felt like jumping up and down every time I would finish a session like that. I literally did sometimes. I would scream for joy when they would leave feeling so much better and go, wow, I feel so much better. I would literally like mm -hmm. after they leave, yes, <laughs> woohoo. So I couldn't help but fall in love with it. It just is so rewarding. And I love it more now than ever. And I just keep falling more in love with it as I get more clients and we work on really difficult challenges. I just love it so much. People ask me, isn't it hard to hear people's problems? I say no, because they come and give me their problems and I help them overcome them. It's extremely fulfilling. It is. So Amy, walk us through the process. What, what makes it so successful? Can you, can you tell us the science behind this, what it's doing to, to your brain, to your body? What is the process and how does it work? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. So our brain has different waves, beta, alpha, theta, delta. Beta waves are when we're awake. Alpha is when we're relaxed, such as watching a movie. Theta is the state of hypnosis, and science shows that theta waves are very large brain waves. Delta waves are when we're asleep. So when I have a client, what I'm doing is just putting them into a trance state, and that's a very normal, natural state. A lot of people come in for their first session, and they're nervous. What are you, you know, what are you going to do to me? And they'll, they're expecting something like the movies where I put them into a state that they have no idea what's going on. And it's not like that. And so I try to tell them, it's not like that. You know, you're going to go into this deep state where you just let go. And that's when your unconscious, un, you know, your unconscious mind opens up. That's where we can really get into the, the 
heart of this, the root of this, because in the unconscious mind or the subconscious, that's where our thoughts, feelings, ideas, beliefs, emotions, imagination is all there. So when we can move the conscious mind out of the way, then I can get to where those issues are. When someone has past traumas, it's the feelings and emotions connected to the trauma that makes it difficult. Events mm. of life are just events, right? It's the way that we feel about it that makes it hard. And so there are sessions where I'm just directly speaking to their unconscious mind. I'm not even having them do anything. And the unconscious will communicate with me. So yeah, we make a lot of progress really fast. My goal is always that they feel way better leaving my office than when they came in. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, so I'll I bring, do a lot of that. Yeah, I'll go bring ahead. this to the stage. This is this is your logo. This is yep. your branding, which is really cool. So when you said, I make sure that they feel better leaving my office than when they walked in. So I wanted to shed some light on this because I, I mean, that makes sense that that is your ultimate goal. And so anyone who's coming to you, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I measure their progress. So just for example, just a few days ago, I finished with someone and when they come in, I'm measuring, okay, where are you? How depressed are you? What would you rate your anxiety? How well do you sleep? How, what would you rate your stress? How happy are you? How much do you love yourself? And then when we finish the sessions, I ask them those same questions and it's mm -hmm. just so fun and exciting when, you know, so let's say that I have someone that when they start, how much do you love yourself? Zero or one. I do get a lot of that. Oh. And when they finish 10 and then I just feel so happy about that. I say, that's what I want for you. I want you to feel good. And so this happened the other day where he came in. I can't remember his exact numbers when he first started, but they were low. You know, how much do you love yourself? It wasn't very high. And his was a lot of depression, anxiety. So his anxiety was 9.5 out of 10 and it was zero when he finished. His depression, I think, was six or seven, and it was zero when he finished. So, yeah, I, I have ways of kind of gauging how are we doing? What do we need to work on? And so, yeah, I mean, it's just so, so exciting to send them on their way and say, go live your best life. Mm -hmm. Now that you've got all that taken care of, you know, doesn't this feel better? And I'll always say to my clients, isn't this just a better way to live? When you're more positive, you know, it just, it's yeah. such a better way to live, to love yourself, to be grateful. Yeah. Amy, what, how often do people need to see you? How, how long are your sessions? How many sessions do you have? What is it like for, for somebody coming to you and experiencing you for the first time? Yeah, that's a good question. So I meet with them every week. It, ideally, I mean, I go out of town, they go out of town, but typically we try to meet once a week. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Most clients only need about four to six sessions. Once in a while, I have someone that needs eight and sometimes 10, but 10 is typically with weight loss because weight loss has a lot of components to it. Mm. But if they're coming to me, you know, for the usual, most of my clients come to me for depression and anxiety. It's normally about four to six sessions. Like I say, once in a while, eight. And so a session, the first session is a little longer because we're going through several things together. And then after that, it's about an hour and a half per session. Some of that is simply just chatting at my desk. How are we doing? How have you been this week? What have you noticed that's better? Kind of taking a, an inventory of where we are, what I need to work on that week. And then I also give them handouts and audio recordings to use when they go to sleep at night. I record most of their sessions to go home. I record all sessions, but I don't send all sessions home to listen to, but I do send most of them home. And I'll have them do certain homework assignments. One of them is to listen to their session recording when they fall asleep at night because it helps them sleep better. And it's also getting into that unconscious, reinforcing the work that we've done. Hmm. So there's a lot that they're doing in between our sessions to pave those new neural pathways. Yeah, I love that. I love that you record it and that you send them back with it and that they can listen to it. You're right to to continue those new neural pathways. And yeah. so that's a very important. I'm curious, Amy, because there's a lot of talk about self-hypnosis. What do what is your take on self-hypnosis? Do you perform that? Do you, you know, tell your clients that that is something that they should continue doing or what is what does that look like for you? Well, yeah. So when I first started for the first year or two, I had them do self-hypnosis and I'd send home a handout that gave them all the exact instructions. But what I found is that they didn't like to record their own voice. They didn't like to listen to their own voice. When they would be listening to it, they'd be like critiquing it. Oh, I sound like this. Or... And then the other thing is that there is a risk of them doing it wrong. You know, if they say something wrong, it's not going to help. So I discontinued having them do their own self-hypnosis. And so that's why I record their sessions and send them with them so that they can have those sessions for the rest of their lives. And then I also have audios that I send with them that I've made, professional audios that cover several aspects of life. You know, I have one about sleep. I have one about falling to sleep, being happy. I have weight loss audios. I have love yourself audios, confidence audios. So I do send those home as well. I just don't promote self-hypnosis as much as I used to because there is the chance that they're not going to do it yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't I... been tra trained professionally. So I, I don't know. I just, I prefer, and I think they prefer too. Hey, I'm the one that's been trained. I they're paying me the money, so I do it for them. And I think that yeah, they do. They do know that they can always turn to that, but I just don't push it. <laughs> yeah. 
but I do push, please make sure that you continue to listen to these audios as you fall asleep, even after our sessions are done. You're feeling great to keep that momentum. What is the importance of listening at night? Well, number one, most people don't have time to listen to a 40-minute audio in the day. <laughs> but besides that, when they fall asleep to it, it helps them sleep better because it's putting positivity into their mind as they drift off to sleep. I kind of joke that it's like that Dumbo movie from the 40s, the animated, where he whispers into the circus master's ear, you know, you're going to do this. And then he wakes up and he does it. So I tell them, look, if you fall asleep right away, listening to it, that's okay. It's still going to work. It's still getting in there more than if you don't listen to it at all. Yeah. But it does help them sleep better because in the beginning of the audio, I'm relaxing them. I'm getting them into a super deep state and they are falling asleep with reprogramming of their mind with getting rid of what needs to go and replacing it with they what they want and need, positivity. And that helps you sleep better. Serotonin is a big part of sleeping well. A lot of people know about melatonin, but serotonin is equally or more important to sleeping well. So that's kind of why I have them do it. <laughs> because then they're going to wake up feeling better too. Yes. I, I mean, it sounds incredible. I know there's a lot of research backing that with, you know, having things, the positivity before you go to sleep, you know, all of those conditioning the minds, getting ready for that time that we go into our unconscious mind and really set the tone for the next day and how we approach the next day's work. So Amy, that's incredible. What do you think about including music or certain vibrations or frequencies? Is that something that you do? Do you promote it? Is that something you, you have science back behind that? What is, how do you uh, approach the lessons in those recordings? So I have a little gadget that I use when they're in my office. It's an old fashioned sound machine that I have them wear headphones and it's playing theta waves. So I'm having them listen to the theta waves while I'm doing this session. And I also have a little iPod, an old iPod that the Bluetooth, it goes to a speaker. And so I have their favorite nature sound playing in the background. I steer away from music because music is so subjective, especially for me. That's why I'm more sensitive to it with clients. Some music can make me feel really kind of like I want to start crying, <laughs> even if it's supposed to be like happy, upbeat. And it just depends. I think some of the kind of new age, those softer things, I don't know why they just don't work for me. So some music makes me really happy. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like nature sounds are really safe. And so whenever I start a session, I'll say, what's your favorite nature sound? Or what sound do you want to listen to today? I have rain, ocean, river, birds, crickets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a ton really of calming. Yeah, yeah, very calming. Well, they are connecting it not to music, but to a, a place that's uplifting yeah. A lot of people choose ocean, ocean and rain. Those are the two most popular nature sounds. Well, and then they also have the waves going into their ears. 
Yeah. I I would say water is very, very healing, very cleansing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I call water is nature's anti-anxiety. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Water in all of its forms, waterfalls, lakes, oceans, rivers, rain. It's all very calming. It's very peace inducing. So that's why I prefer nature sounds over music. So Amy, you have so much that that you're doing, that you're offering to the world and providing people this sense of peace and happiness into life. Now, let's talk a little bit about, you have a book that you uh, have written. Tell us about this this book that you created. Okay. So I'm still finishing it. (laughs) The book is still not released. I'm working hard to finish it and I'm in kind of the final stages, but we've already created the cover. I'm working with a publishing company. So that's how we have this cover and it may look different by the time it comes out. But what happened, it's, I don't know if other people can relate to this, but it was one of those times in my life where it just came to me out of the blue. I was driving to Seattle in June. My second son lives up there. I have four boys and then I got a girl at the end. (laughs) That was very exciting. But anyway, I was driving up to Seattle to see my son that lives up there. And I was listening to a self-help book. And I don't know where it came from, but just out of the blue, I felt this inner voice say, you need to write a book about fear. Hmm. And then I started to debate with this. No, no, no. I'm too busy. I have too much going on. I'm doing this and this and this. Plus it's summer. My kids are out of school. Nope. I can't write a book. And this voice, (laughs) yes, you need to. I'm like, no, I'm too busy. And then I got to Seattle. Actually, it was on our way up. We stopped for lunch. I was just with my two youngest kids driving up there. We decided it would be fun to drive this time instead of fly. And I'm glad I did because the drive was incredibly spectacular. But anyway, we stopped for lunch and I just started writing it at lunch in my phone. It was flowing to me. And then we got to Seattle and I would stay up late just starting to write, brainstorm. I'd get up in the morning and start to brainstorm even more. And it just was natural. It just came out of me because I'm very, very passionate about helping clients let go of fear. I have discovered in all the work that I do with clients that every problem is fear-based, every Mm -hmm. one of them. And then I look at the world as a whole and think, how did it get to this? You know, I know that people have always struggled with fear, but we're supposed to be a little more enlightened and evolved. And yet, People are more fearful than ever. The world is just saturated with fear. And I thought, this is not where we should be with all the knowledge and information. You know, all that we know about the mind and psychology and all these advancements. And yet, here we are. The world is more full of fear than ever. And so I don't know where that idea came from. I I didn't even have it on my radar to write a book. It was just not even something I'd thought of. And that inner voice in me was very insistent. The world needs this. So I said, yeah, you had right. a download. That's a, a popular term that would be download. I was going to say, I don't know what people call it. For me, it was just something that one of those moments of life where, boom, you know, out of the blue, you need to write this book. The world needs this. 
<laughs> well, I love the Hardwire to Rise title. I think that that is a great title. So bravo and, and good for you for really listening to that. I think that especially when downloads come and we're like not even thinking about that, this is not a desire that I would like. And yet there's something within us or something outside of us that says, yeah, you need to do this and you need to go in this direction. So yeah. I think that kudos for people. And, and isn't that people who are stepping into their fear? I mean, it's exactly what you're trying to portray to the world. Yeah, exactly. It's cathartic for me to write it and go, I needed some of this. But like I say, the information just flows because I help people let go of fear. So I really feel like it's been easy to write it, but it's taken a lot of time. I have about 135 pages now and I'm in the revision stage. So it just kept coming to me when I'd sit down to write. I just felt like all these words mm -hmm. and ideas just flowed to me so naturally and so easily. That's really nice when yeah. things can come so easily and flow like that. Well, yeah. Amy, that's exciting that you you have this coming about. What are what's the next big thing outside of the book or is it the book that you're concentrating most on? But what are you, what's the next big thing for you? What are you passionate about? What's the drive? Well, that is a good question. Because I've actually been doing a lot this year on expanding and I'm going to a seminar at the end of this week in Vegas. There's a hypnotist there that has done extremely well. <laughs> I learned about him from a client this spring. And so I went to a seminar of his in August and signed up to work for him. And so I start this weekend going to his house with another group of people. And I'm excited because he's going to take me into a bigger realm. And what I, what I really want to do is help a lot of people. And as much as I love one-on-one -on -one sessions, and I never really want to give those up, I just feel like I need to help a lot of people. So that's partly why I'm doing a book. Things like this help me reach more people. And so my next big things are public speaking. I've been doing some of that lately and I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I I just feel like it's not Which scary. by the way on the topic of fear is one of the top fears that humans have interestingly enough is public yeah, speaking. I know. I write about all the fears in my book. <laughs> fear of public speaking, but for me it's not scary. It was just it's enjoyable. I love it. And yeah, I get a little nervous, a little butterflies, you know, I want to make sure that I do a great job, but it's not terrifying in the slightest. I just, mm -hmm. I feel like, ah, oh, this is so much fun. Look at all these people that are here to listen to me. And so that's another thing that I'm doing. So I feel like the book is part of that. Yeah. As I go to speak, I can also offer my book for them to even get more information and to really take their lives to the next level with the book. So it kind of goes with that. And this person that I'm going to start working with this weekend, that's a part of it. I really just want to help the whole world. <laughs> However I can, I want to reach as many people as I can because 
we deserve better as the world. And, you know, April, I get so many people that come into my office that just are not nice to themselves. Mm. And it's almost like they feel like that's just a normal way. Like, isn't that how we're supposed to be? And that's how I was in the past. So this helps me a lot to help those. I know what it's like to be in their shoes. I've been there. And I'll tell them, hey, I know what it's like to not love yourself. But I'll tell you, it is so much better on the other side. You will love it when you come out of this and you can feel good about who you are. You're nice to yourself. You love yourself. It is so much better. You would never dream of going back. No one could pay you enough to go back to that. But I just get so many people that think that that's perfectly fine to be down on yourself. And so, you know, all of these are working together to help me reach more people and to help me send this message to the world that, okay, number one, quit it with criticizing yourself. It's not serving you. And I'll say that to clients sometimes. I'll say, okay, tell me all the many benefits of being mean to yourself. Mm. And I'll like get out a paper and pen and they'll be like, there's none. I'm like, then why do you do it? Yeah. And I always, I always love it when I have parents because it's easy to reach parents, right? You're, like you were saying, we want our kids to love themselves. So I use yeah. that. When I have parents, I'll say, okay, if you want your kids to love yourself, guess what? You have to love yourself. But so much of it is tied to fear, right? Yeah. One of the biggest fears really is not being good enough. Yeah. That is yeah. one of the big things or fear of failure and all those tie in with how we feel about ourselves. Well, and that shows up with our anxiety and our stress in life yep. is because of, you know, the fears which lead to anger, resentment, or all of those really awful feelings that many people are in on a day in and day out. And so, mm -hmm. Amy, I'm very, very passionate about what you're creating. And so I mm -hmm. love that you want to go out and share this with the world and help as many people as possible because I too am a great um, proponent for this. I love hypnotherapy. And again, once I learned so much about it, it brings us to that relaxed state in order to go about our days in a healthy manner. But when we mm -hmm. calm down that heart rate and we go into that deep relaxation, it it in it is healing. It heals mm -hmm. us. And so we're not always constantly going into that stress response where our heart rate is up. Right. Yeah. And so I've always loved yep. to say that stress is the number one killer, which is tied to emotion. So if you, you keep going deeper down that rabbit hole, essentially it is the feelings and emotions which create that. So when we start to understand that and we're aware of that, we acknowledge that we know how to better respond and to just lower that heart rate. And hypnotherapy is such a beautiful avenue to really understand that and learn that and be brought into that deep uh, therapy session, that deep relaxation. Yep. You're right, April. And I even go one deep level, deeper level behind thoughts or beliefs. Yes. Right. But yeah, it, thoughts and feelings. I'll tell people how anxious are you going to feel if you're having peaceful thoughts? On the other hand, how peaceful are you going to feel if you're having really anxious thoughts? But it's important to know that our thoughts are created by our beliefs. Beliefs create thoughts. Thoughts create 
feelings and then feelings create actions. So I talk about this in my book as well. A whole thing about how, you know, it all starts with our beliefs and then the thoughts produce feelings. So when I work with people, yeah, it's important that listeners kind of understand that with hypnosis, we are removing and setting aside, actually just lowering that part of people that would try to counteract what we're doing. And that's why people have been stuck. That's why they haven't overcome their challenges. Because the conscious mind is saying, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Or, oh, but this, but that. Trying to prevent healing and progress. <laughs> and even if it's not the conscious, there's a part of our unconscious that's doing that. So in hypnosis, I can get into their unconscious and the unconscious fully accepts what I give it. If I say, okay, take it back to this moment in their time where this trauma began or where these harmful beliefs started, it will go there. And then we're going to resolve those for the client. And on the same hand, then the unconscious is all too happy to receive and replace that with positivity because the subconscious or unconscious would much rather be happy and at peace. <laughs> you know, yeah. the unconscious doesn't enjoy all that turmoil. So it's all too happy to accept that and yeah. resolve these issues and re be reprogrammed for positivity. But in the state of hypnosis, yeah, the mind accepts it fully. There's none of that, oh, yeah, but that people get when they're trying to resolve issues just in their waking state with their conscious mind. So, yeah. Well, the body is robot. Yeah. That's controlled yep. by the mind. Yep. And so and the, the unconscious, unconscious is simply taking in information from the conscious and, and yep. mirroring it back continuously. And so yeah. it is what we, what we put in. I think that's why it's so vitally important when we have the understanding of when we come into difficult situations and we have those, those deep feelings and response to whatever's coming up to really nip it in the butt. Because if we're understanding that our body is going to continue in those thoughts and feelings because mm -hmm. it's, it's just the computer system, right? And so yep. it's just going to do what you're telling it to do. And if it thinks that you're supposed to be feeling this way because of the memory that you had during that experience, then that's exactly how it's going to feel. Yeah, and and think exactly. and so when you understand that i mean that's a beautiful thing that yeah. you can start to to address it and it doesn't become something that's traumatic exactly yeah and the subconscious will take what you give it as as is as literal yeah yeah <laughs> so i tell clients you got to be careful and i have a number of modalities that i use i even certified last year with a cranial sacral therapist so that oh. I can use that combined with hypnosis. That's cool. I pull out the massage table. And I don't do that one with every client, just those that I feel like that's what they need. But I'll do a whole hypnosis combined with energy work session where wow. we're pulling things out, where we're working on a ton of things. I, I have even a session where we're walking around my office and I'm clearing and resetting their nervous system. But the most important part about that session is helping them know who they are and who they've always been underneath all along. Mm. Very powerful session. 
That's fascinating. I actually have them look in the mirror before they leave my office because they look brighter. Mm. (laughs) Like there's a visual difference in their countenance, in the way that they look. They just have a, a more healthy glow. And so I have them look into the mirror and say, you, I don't want you to take my word for it because that one is so important that they actually learn who they are, that they are so much more than what they thought. I really love that you bring in so much of the evidence, Amy, you, you really show people like, look at the changes that are happening, mm-hmm. uh, not only internally, but externally, like all of these things are really coming to play when you do the work. Yeah. It's interesting. Some clients, they'll come back for the next session and I have to do a double take <laughs> because they look brighter. Yeah, They have a healthy, happier glow to them. And there's been a few this year, especially that I've, they come in and I, wow, I'm not making this up. Like you look brighter. Yeah. It's so exciting. I'm just, I literally still clap when clients are making progress, it just makes me so happy for them because I want that for people. I want that for everyone in the world. Everyone listening, you deserve better. We are hardwired to be amazing and to rise up to challenges and to overcome fears and to, you know, just love and and be happy and be grateful. And so when we're letting fear win, we're selling ourselves short. Mm, I love that. Well, Amy, it has been fabulous to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience today? Well, kind of just what I said, you know, I just, I want all of you out there to know that you are an amazing miracle Mm. and you can do better. You can feel better. You deserve to feel happy and peaceful. It is your birthright to be free of all that garbage that's weighing you down or holding you back or keeping you stuck and you can thrive. That's beautiful. Definitely more of a natural state, right? Well, I want to make sure all of you know where to find Amy. You can learn more about her, her services, what she's doing, her book that's coming out. So you can be on top of that when you can get your copy when it's released. So www.amycofor.com. For those of you listening in uh, on one of the podcasts, it is Amy, A-M-Y, Coford, K-O-F-O-R-D, like Ford, the truck, right? And so I want to make sure, again, everybody knows where to find you. You can also find it in the description below. Amy, it has been lovely to have your wisdom. I love what you're doing in the world. So thank you so much for being a guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you so much, April. It's been my pleasure. You're welcome. And thank you so much to our audience tuning in. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So thank you. Goodbye for now. And we will see you next time.